When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. Wow, we welcome back to our rooms in separate areas. Yes. We are the worst year ever, and that's how the news goes. Sophie made a, a gesture that I, I should play a chord on the guitar. Uh, you so did. I did. I'm Cody Johnson. Um, I'm yeah, Katie. You are. Sto- Wait, shit. Oh, Robert. Damn it. I'm oh, so sorry. We're, Come on. We really lose our vibe when we're not in the same room together, don't we? I think we gain other yep. vibes, though. I'm. Robert Johnston. Yep, that sounds right. And mm-hmm. you're Katie Evans. Here's the worst year ever. Oh, guys, 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 so, guys, we're back. All right. We're back. We're and back. And this day, today, we are bringing you a prepisode. Uh, yeah, stuff a, that you a should special know prepisode. About yeah. coronavirus and all of the stuff that's happening around us. Yeah, so about a year ago, I released a podcast called It Could Happen Here, and it was focused around theorizing about a possible second American civil war. And repeatedly throughout it, I suggested both gently and directly that people stock up on non-perishable foods and have a month or so of, uh, of dried food on hand, as well as some water. Um, we also talked about the potential of preparing with firearms and stuff like that. Um, Did you and- uh, stock up on all those things? Oh yeah, I had about when when the coronavirus hit, I had six to seven months of what? dried food in my home. Well, um, I have about, you, are you hoarding all the toilet paper? No, I did not. I did not. <laughs> one of the one of the benefits. So obviously, you know, we had this this major problem. That's still a major problem. That like when all this hit, people went to the stores and bought up everything yeah. in sight, and it's a huge issue. Because I was prepared, I did not have to do that. I did yeah. not have to rush to the grocery store. I didn't have to panic buy stuff. I didn't have to contribute to that problem because I had prepared months and months ago. And uh, there's a couple of things I want to get to. I think, number one, prepping has gotten a very bad rap, um, in part mm. because of some reality shows that have have highlighted kind of the the looniest people who do it, in part because a lot of the people who prep are, are, are legitimately lunatics yeah. who you know think that the government is conspiring with aliens to steal their sperm, and so they have to hide in a bunker. Aren't and the they? alien's um, name is Q. Yeah, and that alien's name is Q. Okay. And aliens are trying to steal your sperm, but it's fine. You have plenty. Um, I didn't think we were going to start this off with alien sperm, but continue. Okay, every episode starts with alien sperm, Sophie, one way fair, or the fair. other. Yeah, whether you know fair, it or not. Fair, fair. Yeah. So uh, one of the biggest misconceptions, I think, is that this idea that you prep so that you can protect yourself and your family 
in the event of an emergency and basically hide out and wait it out with a year's worth of food or whatever. Mm-hmm. That is not what prepping should be. And this is, I want this guide to be a guide to practical, ethical, left-wing prepping. And the reason that I have seven, now eight months of food on standby is not so that I can hide alone for eight months if this gets really bad. It's so I can provide food and support to members of my community. Yeah. I'm a member of two different local uh, uh, signal chats that have between them 20 some odd people who live in my immediate area. And one of the nice things about the stockpile I have is that I was immediately able to reach out to them, some of them who work in the um, in the service industry, who have lost work, who are currently very short on funds, and say, I have a bunch of extra food, and I yeah. can help you out if you need it. That is, the the, the prepping uh, is not, yeah. That's a really, really important uh, point to make, because as this goes on, as it continues, we really need to re- be able to rely on each other uh, and, uh, you know... Uh, the, do what we can to to help each other survive. The the most important thing to understand about prepping, from my point of view at least, is that the only real security is community security. Yeah. And the only real self-defense is community self-defense. And the reason I was saying everyone should have at least two weeks, ideally a month worth of dried food, is that, number one, you don't have to panic when something like this drops. You have the stuff on hand. You know that you're you're not immediately going to be out of things if there's a run on the grocery store. Um, so the guide that I have, uh, it, it's pretty multifaceted, uh, I, and I tried to provide stuff for people who have extra money and can afford to buy things now, and also stuff for folks who are, I, like I'm going to guess a lot of people are right now, on a very severe budget, um, particularly because of the disaster. So there's a bunch of things that you can do that do require money. There's some things that you can do that do not require money. I've tried to have a good like mix of, mm-hmm. uh, of all that stuff on here. Thank you, Robert. Um, the first thing I want to focus on is that I don't think this will pass, this coronavirus, this quarantine, the current state of affairs we're in will pass, but it will not be the last such disaster that hits us in the next couple of years, within our lifetimes. Um, yeah. yeah, the for one thing, disease outbreaks, both the viruses and, and dangerous bacteria, are likely to grow more common as the result of climate change. Yes, another, that's something really you, important that I don't see being mentioned a lot about this right now and what's going to continue to be happening is as climate change worsens, so will pandemics like this. Yeah, and there's actually a lot of historical examples of that. Um, cholera was initially yeah. kind of just the, the bacterium that causes it was just like chilling out in the waters off of the coast of India until the colonialists started fucking around there and it got churned up and into the population and now it's this global problem. Um, so things like that could hit, um, natural disasters are likely to grow more common. Uh, in 2016, uh, the U S Navy coast guard and Washington state national guard did a full scale nine day drill to see how well they'd be able to respond to an earthquake in the Cascadia subduction zone, um, which covers a a big chunk of the Pacific Northwest in, in Northern California. And their 83 page report, uh, is, Kind of terrifying. I don't necessarily invite, uh, recommend reading it unless you're really willing to to scare yourself. But the short of it is that as the authors, who are again the the Department of Defense and like national like defense organizations, uh, our infrastructure is not ready for something like that, and there would be a humanitarian crisis within ten days. Um, and you know, people about a million people within that area after the quake would be without water for months, not yeah. days. So. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> this whole thing. Sorry, Robert's done a lot of this work and we're going to be interjecting. But this whole thing feels so surreal. It's starting to feel m- not normal, but you, we're we're adjusting to the new reality, let's say. But you always think in the back of your mind, oh, this worst case thing might happen, but it's not gonna. It hasn't. The big one might hit. It's not gonna. It's It hasn't. You know, why should I waste time focusing on all of these scary things when I need to be living right now? And the truth is, is that it is going to happen. It can happen. And uh, we need to be prepared. Yeah. And I, I, so I, I think that like there's this kind of, in, you're right that like we do need to continue to live our lives. So prepping should not be fundamentally should not be something that alters your life. It should be something that you do in addition to what you're already doing. Yeah. 
and it does not need to be wildly expensive. Um, now, the the before I was telling people to buy dried food buckets. Wise Company is who I used. You can get you could get before the the coronavirus hit about a month worth of food for about 80, 90 bucks. Now it's more like two, 300 bucks for the same amount of food. I do not recommend buying any of those freeze-dried food options. They're very useful for certain things, but I do not think we should reward price gouging in these times. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can much more cheaply and ethically prep right now by getting a mix of dried beans, dried rice, and dried vegetables, all of which is available online for amazon.com. You can get a month's worth of food for you know a pretty reasonable price, still fifty to a hundred bucks. Um, and I, I I will include we will uh, on like the the notes for this we'll we'll put up a um a Twitter thread that will pin to the top yeah. of worst year ever that will have all of the sources. But I found a really good page uh, from the spruceeats.com that has how to me- properly measure and convert dried beans. So about two cups of dried beans is about a pound um, worth, and that it, it one cup of dried beans equals three cups of cooked beans. A uh, half cup is about one 15-ounce metal can of beans. Now, you get you know a 10-pound bag of dried beans, a 10-pound bag of rice, and like a 2-pound bag of dried vegetables, and you can make yeah. a pretty hearty soup as long um, as you have. And that's a couple of weeks' worth of food for an individual. Beans, as a vegetarian, I know that a lot of you guys are probably struggling because, or you know, adjusting to the fact that meat is harder to come by, but beans and rice form a perfect protein. Yeah. They absolutely do. It is everything you need to survive. Mm-hmm. And you can, they're not currently all bought up. There's plenty of dried beans. There's plenty, plenty of rice. This stuff is still getting being grown and shipped. Um, you can get a couple of 10-pound bags of uh, dried beans, a couple of 10-pound bags of rice, and a couple of one-pound bags of uh, dried veggies. And that is, that's more than 14 days worth of food for an individual that, that can keep a household going for a while. Um, um, you also want to include like salt and, and, and veggie stock. Stuff like that can allow you to kind of make it tastier, stop you from getting bored. Um, but that's, that is a basic prep. That's what you need in your emergency food bin, and it's not going to break the bank. Yeah. Also, also, guys, I just want to, Robert mentioned Amazon, and I know a lot of people are thinking, I've been on Amazon, I don't see anything. Um, I just want to point out that there was an announcement today that Amazon has hired 100,000 more people. They're planning um, to hire 100,000 more people. I, I hope they are also giving them <laughs> sick leave coverage in case they get sick. Um, yeah. I, I, this is a less cost-effective suggestion, but if you do have a bit more funds at your disposal right now and you're worried about your your community restaurants and everything like that they are still doing takeout in a lot of places i i, I don't know how long that will go you know there's a there is a possibility that there is a shuttering of of all restaurants services and whatnot but for the time being I'm trying to continue to support things locally. Uh, and, and I think it's helpful to follow them on social media because a lot of them will have announcements about how they're doing operations. And it's another good way to support community. One restaurant near us here in Los Angeles, for example, is uh, putting up a website in the next two days where people can order directly from them. Yes, meals, but also supplies. The way they put it is we've got a really robust relationship with lots of growers and farmers mm-hmm. that are really already feeling this. So you you know, come to us to buy your eggs and your fresh produce um, and they will bring it outside to you to pick it up. That should be that if, if you're in L.A., that's all time restaurant. Um, but I, I encourage you to start following and reaching out to the the restaurants in your community and see what services like that they are offering so that you can keep money to people that need it. Oh, the other thing that they're doing that I really respect is their staff are going to be the people that help do deliveries and whatnot. So they are actively trying to keep people employed. So that's if you have the resources to do that, I think that that's a yeah. really great way to spend your money and time. And also, uh, sev- several grocery stores, and I saw this in LA, the Erewhon, I mean, I, I can't afford Erewhon, but uh, ha- is opening their store earlier and only letting yeah. uh, senior citizens and people that are immunocompromised shop yeah. within the first hour. So yeah, they're able that's to get great. supplies, Very which important. is amazing. And, and I've seen that around, I've seen that from different yeah. people on Twitter in their local areas, different grocery stores that are doing that and drugstores. And I think that's badass. Yeah, that's and yeah, I, I, I that's all great. And I also want to add um, a lot of Chinese and other Asian supermarkets still have mm-hmm. supplies, stuff like rice, dried food, and they're being less shopped at because of racism. 
if you're going to grocery stores, that's not a bad option. Um, and you can get, you know, getting getting a 25 pound sack of rice or whatever and some beans can provide you with some some security. And what you should be striving to do if you are getting into preparing because this has convinced you that it is necessary, s- start by getting a two week supply of food for your house. Um, and you know, you do not need to worry super much about water right now. There's nothing I've seen that makes me think that the water supply will be interrupted. If you're serious about prepping, you also want a two week supply of stored water. Um, this is not a great time to buy it because like everything else prepping related, the big food grade, uh, blue buckets, like I have about eight sixty gallons outside of my house right now. Those, um, have gone up in price, but when they come back down, get a couple of those, but 14 days is where you start. Expand that to 30 days of food. And then if you continue to hit, like if you stay employed throughout this, if you have money coming in every month, try and add an extra two weeks of dried food to your stockpile until, you know, you're at the limit of what you can store. And that will mean you have extra for people in your community to help out if things Mm -hmm. get really bad. Um, I wanted to provide a guide for people who do not have additional money so that they can still stock up on food. Um, Urban foraging is a surprisingly good way to get calories. If you live in Los Angeles or like San Francisco, yeah. both of which are locked down right now, there is an enormous amount of food, more than you would suspect, and there are very simple guides to it. There's an app called Falling Falling Fruit that uh, will show you where there are different uh, edible trees and, and, and bushes and stuff in your area. They're all marked on a map. And there's also an urban foraging guide that we'll provide a link to on fallingfruit.org that provides a guide to finding different edible foods and plants. You know, it's going to differ somewhat depending on where in the country you live. Um, But once you pick those things, I also have a guide on freezing vegetables from the University of Georgia Cooperative Extension Service that will help you to, you know, take whatever you get, whatever fruits and veggies you get, uh, freeze them and store them for long periods of time, uh, which will provide you with an option if you do not have additional money to spend and you still want to get a stockpile. I also found on storageprepper.com a prepper's guide to pickling, which does require a little Ooh. bit more money because you have to be able to get the jars, but you can also find empty jars. Pickling is a great way to store food for a longer period of time, and all that stuff is very low in terms of the amount of resources you need to expend. And even Also, in that's like, like a fun quarantine mm-hmm. activity. It is. It is. It's a good thing. <laughs> but part of what I'm trying to push is it's good to learn these things, even if you don't need them. I have a lot of friends who pickle stuff and they bring over different pickled foods when we have parties and it's delicious and it's a great thing to be able to do. Um, It it builds part of what we're trying to do when we talk about disaster reaction effectively is build a sense of power and learning how to forage in your area, learning how to pickle, learning how to freeze food and vegetables provides you with a sense of power. Even if like you're suffering economically hugely right now, this is something you can probably do without burning a lot of resources. And even in places that are locked down, like Los Angeles and San Francisco, one of the things that's important to understand, shelter in place is the term being used right now, that does not mean you have to stay in your home at all times. And it is still medically recommended to go outside, take walks, go on runs. You're supposed to not get physically close to people, but that doesn't mean you can't be outside. It doesn't mean you can't be foraging. It doesn't mean you can't jog. Please keep doing that sort of stuff. It's necessary for your mental and physical health. What is been hard in LA is that this whole thing really hit the day a huge rainstorm came to town and it will be raining for weeks. So take advantage. If you are having weird weather, just take advantage of the breaks that you can to get outside and breathe some air um, and see nature a little bit. It it helps immensely. Yeah, it really does. Um, now there's there's two resources I wanted to suggest to people who are interested in doing more reading on prepping. One of them is a newsletter run by a friend of mine, Jason Wilson. He's a reporter from The Guardian. Uh, it's called The End, uh, and it's theend.substack.com, um, and we'll we'll have a link to that. He has a very simple, basic guide to prepping for people who are new to it. And then there's another guide uh, from theprepared.com, uh, Prepping Basics, and it's a very reasonable non-like panicky guide to prepping and it includes a couple of like really useful tips so like here's one about how like a normal person could without changing anything but what they pick up at the grocery store build a stockpile of food and i i want to read from that right now so uh susan normally eats soup twice a week 
Cans of soup have a shelf life of three years. Today, Susan keeps a few cans in the pantry and buys just enough every shopping trip to hold her over until the next trip. So at any given time, Susan may have only a handful of cans at home. Instead, Susan starts buying a few extra cans each trip when her budget allows. Newly purchased cans go to the back of the pantry line with dates written on them in marker, and Susan always eats the oldest can first. After a while, Susan has built up a surplus with a pantry of up to 312 cans of soup, two per week, times 52 weeks, times three-year shelf life. Once she hits the right surplus level, she goes back to the habit of buying just enough each trip to replenish what was eaten since the last trip. Her daily life routine doesn't change, yet she never eats expired soup. If an emergency happens, there's now over 300 cans of food that Susan already enjoys with up to three years of life left. Wow. Very simple guide. That's very right? organized. Yeah. There, there's something, and this this guide on the prepared points it out, there's something called the 80-20 rule um, that applies to a number of things, but particularly prepping. The initial 20% of all of the possible work you do in prepping gets you 80% of the way to prepared. Um, and then the other eight, you know, the other 20% is stuff like maybe stockpiling ammo and armor. The, the kind of things everyone doesn't need to do is less likely to be helpful um, than just making sure you have enough food and water on hand. So with, with some pretty simple and inexpensive tactics, you can build up a good stockpile. And some things to remember and when you're looking at prepping, don't buy any off-the-shelf bug-out bag kits or shit. Like, there's a lot of that that's going to be going up and being sold on Amazon and whatnot. It's almost all crap. It's almost all low-quality um, equipment. Um, and it's almost all useless stuff that looks cool and tactical. Um, mm -hmm. you, will, you will benefit more by storing beans and stuff like that. Um, now, one thing I do want to focus on a little bit is, um, is resilience. So uh, resilience means having multiple pathways to get what you need. So it means having a couple of weeks to a month or two of dried food in the house, but it also means having a bag ready to go with three to four days worth of provisions in it um, and some water, water purification tablets in case you need to leave your home because of a natural disaster or something. You know, we are fortunate enough that this disaster allows us to stay at home with everything that we have. Yeah. They are not all like that. So you yeah. should also have a ready bag. In my bag, I have, because I was lucky enough to stockpile dried fruit, I have about two weeks of dried food. I have a couple changes of underwear and shirts. Uh, I have some ammunition. We'll talk about guns at the end of this. Um, and I have two different forms of water filtration device. I have a life straw and I have a hand water pump that filters water. Um, and part of my thinking in that is I want to have multiple ways to get water because water is one of the quickest things that if you run out of, you will die. Yeah, I've heard um, that. Water is life. Is that water is, yeah, mm. yeah, it's a thing. And it's useful to have, uh, you can get water purification tablets, you can get UV devices like a yeah. life straw, and you can get water pumps. And my whole kit of about 300 gallons worth of water purification tablets, a pump, and a life straw fits in a shoebox. That one is pump, three different. One life straw. <laughs> one pump, one life straw. That that is, and it cost a couple, like 200 bucks. You know, it's not an outrageous expense, yeah. and it gives me three different ways to get what I need, which is water, and I can throw it in a bag and go. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna interrupt real quick to announce that now is the time for ads, ads, ads. for products and services. Um, but don't worry, we'll be back for for more of this. For After the ads, ads the, the services. Well I done, Katie. Ads. Well done. I love services. <laughs> Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats 
even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. And we're back from that ad break. We're so back. We're so Uh, back. We're so back. We're so glad to be back. I know you guys are too. Robert, this has been really fascinating so far. Um, I want to hear more. Tell me all the things. Okay. Well, so we've covered basically how how to get the food and stuff that you need. Um, and right now, focus on food. Water is should not be your immediate concern in this particular disaster. But if you actually do want to be prepared, getting a two-week supply of water plus additional resources to filter it and stuff should be on mm-hmm. your list. You don't have to get all this at once. You don't have to panic and buy all this at once. The water's going to keep working for this. You know, yeah, maybe, just w- yeah. use this as... I, I think that we're trying to hammer home that this is a bad situation and... Mm-hmm. If you can extrapolate some silver lining, it's that it's not the worst it can be. We have resources still available to us. Now is the time to to learn how to prep for things the next time they happen. Yes. This is about, number one, setting yourself up to that when a disaster happens, you do not have to panic and rush to the store and crowd in with everyone and maybe be a part of something bad, like people get trampled or whatever, because you have... You have what you need, so you don't have to panic. And and so you're not fueling the collective panic either. Exactly. And this is also about proper disaster relief is also about community building and pr- particularly the building of resiliency. So on an individual level, what building resiliency looks like is both having the, the, the stuff that you need to, to survive and also building skills that are mm-hmm. useful. So learning how to forage, learning how to pickle, learning how to, to can your own, or not can, but learning how to like make your own jam, learning how to freeze vegetables. That is part of it. Um, and right now when we're locked at home and a lot of us are out of work, people have more time to learn and study and build skills. And there's versions of that that cost money and there's versions of that that are free. And I wanted to highlight some things that are free. One thing that you can do for free or very little money is significantly build up your ability to perform emergency medicine. So there's not very much that you as an individual can do for someone who has the coronavirus, but one of the things that the coronavirus pandemic is going to cause is for our medical facilities to be overstretched. Yeah. They will have yeah. less resources to deal with people who are in car accidents, who cut themselves, who fall off of a ladder or whatever, who <laughs> yeah. receive some sort of, of physical injury. Those people will not be able to rely as readily on emergency medical I services. I keep thinking about that because I am a clumsy and I like slipped down some steps today and was like, can't let that happen. I got to stay out of the hospital. Yes. There, there are a couple of different guides that are free, um, and I'm going to focus on the guides that are, are free first. But I also have a guide that's very cheap that's even better. So the, the free guides I would talk to you uh, or I would suggest people look into. Um, if you go to, there's a link uh, from paperrevolution.org uh, slash street dash medic dash guide. Again, we'll have these links in a Twitter thread on the worst uh, from at uh, worst year pod. Um, this is a guide for street medics that that includes some very basic way tr- like treatments for trauma, some very basic rules for performing emergency medicine. It is a good guide. Um, and it it again, it's free. So you can read this over in the space of, you know, part of an afternoon and, you know, read it over a couple of times over time, you know, make it a thing you do every week until you internalize some stuff. I also found um, 
embasic.org uh, has a series of podcasts on emergency medicine. So they include guides for how to do, you know, guides for how to perform some emergency medicine stuff and also links to other podcasts that cover emergency medicine basics. Um, this is an, a good thing to to look into, um, a good thing to listen to. It will help, you know, it, 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 it will help you provide care to people who need it in yeah. the, the event of an emergency. I've also got a link to the military first aid manual. All military manuals are free. Um, they are all available online. So emergency medicine manuals and stuff like that, y- you can read all of that stuff. It is your property as an American citizen. And it's also available internationally. Now, these are kind of dense. They're not as easy to like go through as some other sources you might find, but they're very good um, and worth reading. And right. that 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 is all free. Those are all free resources you can use to become more uh, adept at providing emergency medical care. Now, I wanted to also talk about a guide. I, it's a guide that I find the best that's out there for emergency like trauma medicine. Um, and it's not expensive. It's currently $4 on Kindle. It is the Survival Gu- Doctor's Guide to Wounds, What to Do When There Is No Doctor. Now, this is written by an actual I doctor. I have it. So- yeah, it's a great book. It's written by an actual doctor with 30 years of medical uh, experience. Um, he is not a crank. He, he very much emphasizes <laughs> this is only what you use when you cannot find when you cannot access real medical care and specifically in a situation where like there's a pandemic and the doctors are overloaded, you can't get to a hospital. What I like about this guide is number one, it's very short. You're not reading a dense medical textbook. You can burn through this thing in an hour or two, but it has links with everything that he talks about. There are links in the guide to videos and stuff. So you can download this on your, whatever device you're going to keep charged up and have it, and you can cross-reference and see someone actual perf- actually perform these different procedures um, and acquaint yourself better with them. So you're not just reading someone describe how to do something like like apply pressure to a wound. You can watch videos and stuff that, that bring you through it. It is less than $4. It is worth its weight in gold. You can read through it in the space of, again, an afternoon, and, and then decide— it's a digital, And it's a digital—you co- can get it digital, yeah. so you don't have to wait for something to yeah. come in the mail. I, I just wanted to let people know if you do not have money, I found a uh, I found a copy of the Survival Doctor's Guide to Wounds um, on Scribd.com. If you just type in S C R I B D and then the Survival Doctor's Guide to Wounds, you'll find mm-hmm. it. If you get a thirty day free Scribd trial, you can read through the whole thing and at least acquaint yourself with some stuff. This is a good book. Um, I, I I I recommend going through it, and it's the kind of thing where you could just devote. Twice a week, I'm going to read through a chapter, watch mm-hmm. some videos, and get a little bit better at doing this. And Another again, good and a, thing to do again, in quarantine. He, mm-hmm. Also, again, he, we're going to post this on Twitter, but also, Robert hasn't mentioned this, I will also post this with the episode description with clickable yeah. links. This is, yeah. So that, And again, the thing I'm trying to emphasize is, is building resiliency, getting good at things that you aren't currently good at. Um and so another thing that I think is a, a good book to read that will cost a little bit of money, but is totally worth it, um, you know, talking about survival situations, obviously, again, this is one where we don't have to leave our homes. There's no guarantee that it will not be that way in the future. And if you want to have a book that will prepare your, you better for surviving in a disaster situation where you might have to live off the land or survive, you know, it, it, outside of like the comfort of a city. There is no better resource than the book Bushcraft 101 by Dave Canterbury. Mm-hmm. This is the gold standard for wilderness survival books. It is the single best resource you can have if that is a concern of yours. It's 10 or $11 on Amazon. I think you can get a physical copy for about the same amount. You can be reading this and studying and even practicing a lot of it from just like you can still go on hikes. So again, if we're looking at things that we can do that do not necessarily cost money, you know, obviously that's going to differ depending on where you live, your access to, you know, rural areas, your access mm-hmm. to uh, to national parks. But a lot of people have access to those things without spending money or without spending much money. You can still go to those places. You can be out in wilderness. You can be foraging. You can be practicing with things like, depending on your area, you know, you know, starting fires. Depending on your area, doing some basic woodcrafting, building shelters, using those machetes everybody's bought. All of this stuff is things that, while we're 
You don't have to be close to anyone to do it, and it will make you feel more empowered and more less. If something disastrous happens, if you have to flee your home with a backpack and you've been practicing, you've been spending time out in the woods practicing these these skills, you will feel less terrified. You'll power reduces fear. Yeah, that is a general rule, um, and nothing increases your power as an individual like having knowledge of how to survive. Um, so that is another resource that I would heavily suggest people take in. And again, I, I'm trying to provide a good mix of things that are free um, and things that are not free um, because I know we're all in different situations. Here. Yeah, and this all sounds like a lot and it may be daunting and, and I get that. I've got a lot of catching up to do, but I, I, like I keep quipping in, you've got the time now. Yeah. How How do we use this time? Psychologically, I think that's really important. How can we make the most out of uh, this forced quarantine, uh, yeah. this, these isolations? It doesn't have to be writing your Shakespearean masterpiece. No, right. We're it, not all it, writing King Lear right now. It, it I mean, I am. Time to, sure, but Robert's already done all of Yeah, you're, tr- you're transcribing King Lear right now. He well, is I'm, free because I'm making he it erotic. did the prep. Oh, it's not erotic enough yet, and I'm I'm making mm-hmm. it very mm-hmm. erotic. There's a lot of Jeremy. I'm going to be honest. It's you eighty know, percent Jeremy Renner's knuckles. Obviously. You should uh, reach yeah. out to Bernie. He's got a a, a history with writing erotic essays. It's true. We're actually we're actually working <laughs> on it together in a Google Co-authors. Doc. <laughs> he calls it the Google Docs, but you know, oh, Bernie, yeah. that's Written really showing your age crank. there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, look at us uh, even like getting together. Good job, yeah. guys. See, Aww. that's also important is exactly. laughing and community building. Um, right. Like one- even like getting together and like doing a call like this or like Skyping or something like that, getting on Discord and reading these materials together. Yeah. yeah. Um, would help, For I think. Sure. And if you do that, well. please send us screenshots of uh, your Skype <laughs> sessions as you do your emergency prep and, and we'll celebrate them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, this is. I mean, there's ways to be social while you're social distancing. I've you know, been I have, doing. I have a dinner. I have a Facetime dinner planned with yeah. three of my friends. Oh, we're heck not going to yeah. be the same place, but we're I having did dinner. Facetime drinks with one friend and my other group of girlfriends. We're trying to touch base in the evening with a little Facetiming. It's helpful. And, and I am planning. You know, once uh, kind of the two week window where we're all hunkered down mm-hmm. is up, I'm planning on some small get-togethers with four or five friends. Yeah, you know. Um, people who who don't live with immunocompromised folks, and it's not a major, you know, risk. Once we're past that two week right. window, for us to sit together and there talk is light and, at the end um, of this, yeah. dark tunnel. Yeah, it, one thing that you should be doing again. I, I'm very glad because I'm in in communication with a lot of activist circles, a lot of people who who are used to gathering on a regular basis to try to do things that are sometimes a little scary and dangerous because. Uh, uh, the place where I'm located has had some some civil disturbances. Um, I, I'm in these communities of 20 or 30 people that are used to mobilizing larger groups of people. And we are all still talking over this. We're keeping track of each other, of each other's neighborhoods, how they're doing. Um, and that is a thing that you can be building. And it's, it's as simple as, you know, hitting up that neighbor that you've had a couple of good interactions with, but never really talked too much and yeah. been like, hey, can I get you on signal? Like, I want to be able to keep in touch with the neighborhood. And and building a network like that, um, and that that Bitly link we sent around last time, uh, Bitly slash COVID nineteen collective care for different mutual aid groups all around the country. If you guys People, missed that, it's on the worst year Twitter. Yeah. Look into that, and also I I would like to encourage people to let us know mm-hmm. when they get involved in stuff like that. If you're doing things like you know people have been putting circulating printouts that you can put up in front of like your neighbor's houses that say like hey if you are immunocompromised or if you are self quarantined and you can't leave your house and you need things here is how to contact me i can get you stuff and drop it off outside of your door um that st- something like that um is a-, a way to provide necessary care to people around you yeah. and to build a sense of community which builds resiliency yeah i just signed up to to do that with one in, in yeah. our community. So, yeah, these are all kind of things that I'm focusing on. Uh, Cody, yeah, I, I, I'm curious kind of how you're feeling all about this and if you have kind of any questions on this since you've been uh, thinking a lot about 
everything that's going on. I have I have no questions for you, really. I'm I'm here uh, to support you and your endeavors and listen. Uh, this is a lot of this stuff is new to me as well. Um, I'm trying to I've been trying to stay sane, obviously, and stay in contact with uh, various neighbors. Um, and uh, yeah, I have no questions for you. Well, I wish I, I, I wish I wish I could I could uh, help more with this, but I'm, I'm, I'm more here to let you do what you do best. I've got, I've got a, a very, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like I'm not, uh, you know, it's better than, uh, Hey, everybody go on, uh, you know, dailywire.com and buy their prepping gear. Uh, <laughs> you know, they I've got, their survival. I've got pills. a very important question. Um, and that's, isn't it time for an ad break? It is time for an that ad break. That was my and question. Robert, I do have some things I'd like you to clarify after this break. Sure. Well, one thing I feel confident saying is that all of the products and services advertised on this show will help you prepare for disaster, especially the dick pills. I believe it. Or you don't want to bed your dick pills. Everybody is extremely horny now, so make yeah. sure you're it's prepared. It's true. Looking A-B-F. forward to that wave of COVID babies. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, we're back. And one thing before we get into the We're back and we're Sophie, still horny. We are Sorry, very no. horny. Unbelievably horny. Anderson, um, cover your ears. <laughs> one thing I wanted to say before we get into the other questions you guys have. Uh, if you, whether you have or haven't played Dungeons and Dragons, now is a great time to get into it with your friends on <laughs> Skype or other Oh my gosh, apps. you're right. And it's it's the kind of thing you don't even need to know the rules. When I was a kid, the first D and D games I played were one only one of us had any idea of the rules, and we just flipped a coin fifty fifty, and the DM would decide <laughs> based on that whether or not the action went well or badly. You can make it be like a modern cyberpunk setting. You can go with fantasy. It's a great way again to have a community to have some socialization, and it. I, I I am of the opinion that the very best way to recreationally spend time is playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's my favorite thing in the world. Um, Robert, does this mean that uh, we're going to revisit your blood magic world? Yes, we are. We are. My oh, incredibly yeah. horny custom D&D campaign. I can't wait. Oh, it's oh, been so yeah. long. It's I want to get back time. to what you were about to tell <laughs> us. So uh, I just wanted to go over some of these terms that are being thrown around. And uh, yeah. I just we talked about shelter in place a little bit, but I just thought we could go over some of these some of these things. And I went through uh, social media. I went through Trump's Twitter. Horrifying. I went through Fox News. I went through CNN. I went through New York Times. And I went off of, you know, what the mayor of Los Angeles was sending an emergency text just to get, 
you know, some of these terms out there and and get get the sure. right definitions for our listeners. So let's yeah. just start with what we already kind of covered already, which is shelter in place. What does that actually mm-hmm. mean, Robert? Uh, again, it means that you should not leave your home for any unnecessary purposes. But more to the point, that makes it sounds like you should stay locked in your house. It does not mean that. It means the only place you should go where other people are is like a grocery store because you need food or a drugstore mm-hmm. because you need medicine. Don't go to the bar. Don't go to the restaurant. Um, don't go don't, to the beach yeah. parties. Don't go to the Florida. Yeah, stop going don't to the, go to the beach. Gym. Oh my god! Um, I mean, go to the beach if you're by yourself on an empty beach. Yeah. But, yes. Some but things in your people big crowds have. Of, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, there's been a Florida. mix of like stuff that's reasonable to criticize and stuff that's not. Like those people, pictures of people partying and swimming together in Florida are insane, and those people are very irresponsible. Someone was also yelling at a bunch of people at like a park in San Francisco, and it's like, no, people are clearly huddled in groups yeah. of folks they live around of four to five, and they're all 10, 15 feet apart. That is okay. And Very in fact, different. probably safer than all huddled together in a house where viruses are yeah. more easily Yeah, if you need connection, take it outside and keep your space. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, I we know, we know it's St. Patrick's Day, and you know that you can, you can do a Skype beer, beer session. Yeah. You can get drunk alone. Somebody's ninety-year-old mother. Sorry. You can get drunk alone at home and watch Trimmers, which is always Uh, a healthy thing to do. You don't sound like someone's ninety-year-old mother Mm -hmm. because a lot of the ninety-year-old mothers are not heating this advice. Um, (laughs) Well, they have haircuts to get. Yeah, that's also something else I wanted to talk about after we go through these terms. Is exactly what Katie just said. Um, Social distancing, Robert. Can you explain? Because that's been that I think is a little bit more clear, but I've seen. I think it it's defined. what we just explained about yeah. being outside and just keeping your your a, yeah a it's six six feet space is a good space to be. You can. Yeah. Still I have stopped these conversations. by Cody's place yesterday with a couple of things, and I didn't get near him. You know, and he wiped down every surface I touched. <laughs> I wiped down all surfaces at all times. Yeah, every second a good of every rule day. Of thumb. Grab your machete and swing it around you in a wide blind arc. And if you don't hit anybody, you are far enough away from other people <laughs> to be responsible. See, this is why I need oh a machete. I've been resisting it for so long. Yeah. We're going to see need such to, a spike to... in machete sales. Does Amazon have machetes? Amazon has so many machetes, Cody. Okay. Um, okay. I personally recommend CRKT um, because they're affordable, very good quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a little more money to spend, Cold Steel sells some incredibly high quality mm-hmm. uh, products. Um, awesome. But all they, of them—they don't—they don't have thermometers, but they do have lots of machetes. No, can somebody of please machetes. take a photo of this right now, please? Oh. That's Sophie's machete that I got. And her. Daniel's holding his tiny little knife. I'm yeah. looking at that exact machete, Sophie, on Amazon. Yeah, right now. it's the chance Robert in hell from Sia, Columbia River Knife and Tool. It's a mm-hmm. great machete, very affordable. Okay, so the next thing that I would like t- for you to kind of explain to people is this uh, flattening the curve that is being said, so- which I think makes sense, <laughs> but I've seen it again yeah. not make sense based on who's saying it. Flattening the curve is essentially trying to do our best to stop the crest of this, which means if we keep going around unknowingly infecting each other, then the curve is going to continue to rise and there's going to be a huge number of people uh, descending upon the hospitals all at once. Lowering the curve by social distancing is to just prevent the spread of it. And when you, the curve we're talking about are the, the charts that you see. Uh, when you're looking at the growth of the virus in other countries and the rate with which yeah, it's it seems growing. very exponential. Right now, we are alarming. on trend um, with uh, Italy and China, and we do not know what the peak will be just yet. But lowering the curve is our current attempt via social distancing to yeah, and, um, you know, kind of stop this. And even uh, so, like I know I've been seeing a lot of people actually uh, in Australia who have been in America recently returning to Australia and noticing that the sense there is very much like the sense that was in America a week or two ago of like, not really that big a deal. We're not going to do what's recommended. Um, So these are the things maybe that we should have done earlier. So if you're in a place where uh, it doesn't seem like it's coming to you, uh, do these things now uh, Mm -hmm. to prevent that. 
Um, they're yeah. even like they're just simple visuals you can see of uh, a line of matches going along, and you remove one match, and then it stops. Um, yeah, that's that's what we're doing right now. Yes, um, Robert, do you want to explain the difference between state of emergency and national emergency? Because that that is being thrown out there as well, and I don't and, and just define both of them, or in general, what in what that would look like, and why we're in a national emergency. Well, I mean, I'm not uh, an it, expert on any of this, uh, as I understand it. A state of emergency is something that like a local uh, leader can declare for like a city or a state, um, and a national emergency is obviously something that that has to be declared by the president. So we're currently up. in both. <laughs> Yeah, we are currently in both. M- many of us are currently in both. I don't think every state has declared a state of emergency, but a lot of them have, and a lot of the most populous ones have. Yeah. Um, and then a national emergency, part of what declaring it does, and this is like when Trump declared a national emergency over the border, it was complete horseshit. This is absolutely a reasonable time, and it should have been done weeks earlier, to declare a national emergency. Part of what it does is open up billions of dollars in funds that the CDC and other organizations have for dealing with disasters that cannot be used unless it's a national emergency. So we have a national, you could look at it as like the national version of prepping. We keep a stockpile of money and other shit available for times like this. And this is what opening, declaring a national emergency lets the government use that stuff. And we aren't getting into this right now. We don't know what's going to happen. But as of the time of this recording, there is a lot of talk being bandied about about direct uh, payment relief efforts to citizens that need it. To everybody, hopefully. Um, We don't know what that's going to look like, but hopefully that is something that comes together sooner than later. Um, I just want to... debunk the uh, China virus thing that is so uh, racistly being said. And uh, I, I just would like to debunk Yeah, I that. mean, I'm, I'm hoping that a lot of our listeners already know this is not the China virus. We believe yeah. that point of origin no, I, came I, from We've mentioned that it's uh, not their a week fault. or two ago, even when Tucker Carlson was talking so, yeah, about it we've, on his We've show. talked about this. Um, yeah, yeah, I think Just because that's knows what Trump was that, saying today. Yeah, mm-hmm. this, is, this is not... This is not from China. This is a U.S. government bioweapon that we sold to China so that they could suppress dissent and spark the, the, the onrushing of a new world order, which is all being orchestrated by the Venusians, um, who are behind all of the things that go wrong in society, as aliens from Venus. And this is all you know, very clear and documented. I have a lot of InfoWars links that actually I'd like to, I'd like to, to put up at the end, so we'll, we'll throw those up on the InfoWars.com? Infowars.com. Oh, yeah, that's, wow, wow, that's wow. where to get your wow. best info. Did you know that toothpaste with silver in it will stop you from getting the coronavirus? I did hear that mm-hmm. from, from Alex the Jones, internet. Right? From Alex Jones. God, America's, I love that guy. Yeah. Use his toothpaste and you're fine. <laughs> and and lastly, something that I know that a lot of us have dealt with recently is how do we talk to our parents about this? And how do we talk to, you know, people that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s about this? who don't seem to be taking it as seriously, or even people that are millennials that are younger. Yeah. How, how I mean, do you I think you have people about it? You have to present them with all the information, and it's difficult because you cannot force people to do something they don't want to do, but you just have to keep reminding them uh, and being diligent. My mom's mad at me for harping on it. I'm going to mm-hmm. keep harping on it. I, you know. Yeah, I think you should keep harping on it. I do think this is not necessarily a bad time, and obviously this is a difficult thing to contemplate doing, but not a bad time to make ultimatums to your parents, to say, I will not see you during the holidays, I will not see you during, like, mm-hmm. if you are not, if you do not take care of yourself during this and follow the advisement. This is that critical to me. I cannot, um, uh, like... Th- that is something, a place where you have leverage. They love you and they want to see you. And you're not doing this to be a dick. You're doing this to keep them from dying. And maybe yeah. this is going to be a time for some of us to make ultimatums to our family. I will not communicate with you if you are not taking this seriously and being safe. Yeah. And that sucks to do, but it yeah. might be necessary. Yeah, it's frustrating people. too. Yeah, this time Tough being love. a time when you want to be there for each yeah. other and for them specifically. But the whole point is that we can't. Yeah. Um. Robert, I, I do want to hear what you, you have to say about guns while we have um, the remaining time. Because I know that I already reached out to you for your advice, and it was very helpful. You did, Kate. I, you I did. don't know. I have not made a decision about that, but uh, you know, there, 
been some conversations uh, about maybe maybe it would be helpful to own a firearm. You are one of a number of people who um, I think is generally has generally been pr- pretty anti-gun who reached out to me saying, I either saying I'm going to buy a gun or I want to buy a gun or should I buy a gun? Yeah, just considering um, if this is the time or not. This is not the time to mm-hmm. buy the guns that everyone is buying. Like right now, um, AR-15s are selling out of stores, so God. are handguns and defensive <laughs> shotguns. The ammunition that AR-15s tend to fire, 5.56 or two two three, it's essentially the same bullet. That is out of stock. 9mm is out of stock. Um, you can still get three oh eight uh, at a pretty reasonable price, which is a larger caliber. It's also 7.60. These are the most common calibers and the ones that are selling like fucking hotcakes. Um, do not buy one of these firearms right now. Uh, for one thing, depending on where you are, they're probably not available. I also don't think that you should contribute to the panic buying of mass amounts of ammunition. Um, what you should consider buying, if you want to, so the first thing I will tell people, if you decide that this has convinced you that actually you want to be a gun owner and having a firearm is something you want, you want to have that option, what you should first do is purchase a 22 caliber rifle. There's also 22 caliber handguns. Both are good. I would recommend a rifle. You do not need to go to a gun store for this. In most states, you can buy them at pawn shops. The one near my house currently has eight or nine for sale, most of which are $100, all of which are less than $200. You can get a scoped, there's a scoped Marlin at the store near my house for like 150 bucks with a scope already on it. 22 is cheap. You can get 1,000 rounds for 40 or 50 bucks which means it's cheap to train with, it is cheap to build skill with, and most importantly, in a actual collapse situation, a twenty-two is the caliber you want to be using to hunt small game like squirrels, like rabbits, like other small animals that will provide you and your family with protein. It is cheap to use, you can get enough ammo to be set up, and you can hunt small game with a gun like that, and it will be very inexpensive. And what I would say, maybe now is a good time to pick up a twenty-two. if you decide this is something you want in your life, that you want to own a firearm and can potentially buy more. And once you have bought a twenty-two and have trained with it a bit and have built some time into your life to train with it, then yes, you should consider buying something like an AR-15, mm-hmm. buying something like a 12-gauge shotgun, buying something like a 9mm carbine or handgun. Um, but start with a twenty-two. That is, when I was a little kid and shooting, that was the gun my uncle trained me on. It is the gun most people train on. It is affordable, and it is also practical in a shit-hits-the-fan situation. Right. Yeah, and That's if it's, really helpful. If you don't feel like you're ready for that, maybe it's time that you downloaded Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> yeah. This episode is brought to you by Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> Just check Timely. it out. Timely. Hunt some small game. Figure out where you feel. Your uh, your Skype is blurred. Are you literally brandishing your machete right now? <laughs> no, I'm just a, gun. just 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 that's got a gun. That's there a gun. Go. All right. Um. So the other thing I would say, the decision about whether or not to own a firearm and keep one in your home is very personal and will depend a lot on whether or not you deal with suicidal ideation. If that is something mm-hmm. you face, if that is a mm-hmm. a regular problem in your life, I do not recommend buying a firearm. Um, Now, there are some options if you are someone who is in that situation and you still want to train with a gun and have the option of having one in an emergency situation. Um, An AR-15 is a very modular gun. You can buy a number of parts all over the country and assemble one yourself. There's various guides on the Internet. It is not hard to do. If you purchase an AR-15 and are in this situation, you can take it apart. The top half of the gun that is necessary for it to work is called an upper receiver. Without an upper receiver, the gun will not function. If you take your gun apart and put the upper receiver in the hands of a friend you trust, um, then you will not be able to use your gun in the event of a depressive episode, um, and you will have access to it to go train. And you can set up a situation whereby I don't get the full gun unless we are both together and going out and and training. That's incredibly Um, helpful. Yeah, that is something you might consider. Um, If you are looking for a guide for how to shoot, a very basic guide, the Socialist Rifle Association, which I also recommend looking into because if there's a chapter near your house, once this is all over, they do regular range trips and you do not have to own a gun to be a part of it. They will Mm -hmm. teach you how to use one. 
They have a book that you can find right now for free called Rifles for Rookies. And if you just Google Socialist Rifle Association Rifles for Rookies, you will find the PDF. We will also have the link where we're putting all these links. It is a very simple, very practical guide to using a rifle for the first time. Great. Um, if you decide, you know, you get a twenty-two, you start training with it, um, and you decide that you want to continue training with firearms and you want to prepare yourself for a worst-case scenario, then I would recommend investing in what are called NATO-caliber firearms. So there are three main calibers that are NATO-caliber weapons. And what that means is that these are the calibers the U.S. military, most of the Western European militaries use which means that the ammunition is in the the highest supply. It is all over the country. There's billions of rounds around the world. So in the event of a disaster, it will be the easiest type of ammo to acquire. And the three rounds that fall into that category are 9mm, um, seven, or 7.62 by 51, which is basically the same as 308, which is a very common uh, deer hunting round. It's what you'd use for a deer or an elk. It's a big mm -hmm. bullet. Um, and then there is... 5.56 or uh, 223, they're the same round. That's the round that the AR-15 generally fires. So if you get a 22, you build time in your life, you start training regularly for it, and you decide, I enjoy this, this is something I want to build skill in, I want to have this option in the event of another disaster, those are the types of weapons and calibers you should focus on. But again, right. and I cannot emphasize this enough, start with a 22. do not buy a gun if you're someone who regularly deals with suicidal ideation. Yeah. Great. That's all such incredibly helpful information, Robert. Thank you so much for compiling all that. Um, yeah. I wanted to do a quick retraction from yesterday's episode when I mentioned flushable butt wipes. I've had a lot of people reaching out to me about flushable butt wipes. Do not use flushable butt wipes. They aren't good for the pipes. Well, and I don't mean use your use butt them. pipes. I mean your plumbing You can pipes. use the... So Just let don't me flush them. Let me talk a little bit about, I've spent a lot of my life in places where <laughs> there's no central government control, where there's not things like running water. So you don't zones. flush your butt wipes. No, you don't. And in fact, if you're in places like Guatemala, India, a lot of Central and South America, particularly rural areas, mm -hmm. you can't flush anything. Toilet paper at all, yeah. And there will be a little trash can with a top on it next to the toilet that you put that yeah. stuff in and then dispose of it in the trash. That is an option. Um also, my using, option that I suggested, which is just yeah. hop in the shower and rinse it off. Hop in the know. shower, Stop rinse in the it shower, off. Rinse it off. Um, get use, a bidet. Yeah, never thought I'd hear a, that get from Kistol. <laughs> get a bidet. Um, I'm just yeah. talking about worst case situations here. And you know, millions, uh, billions of people around the world use either like some sort of sponge or their hands. It's not uncommon. It is not pleasant. But we are talking about a disaster, and let's let's deal with this reality. This is the you reality. You could also just go outside and drag and it in the people. grass like your dog does. Yeah, there are options, and disasters are not the time for us to all focus on being nice and sparkly. These are yeah, these is, aren't yeah. these aren't fancy times. All right, these aren't fancy. Gr grow times. up, everybody. You might have um, to poop in a hole. So deal with it. Um, yeah. Guys, like we've mentioned a couple times, we're going to be releasing content all week. So if you have not subscribed to our other shows, it might be a good time. We will be on Bastards uh, Pod with Robert this week. And Robert will be with us on Even More News. So uh, now's as good a time as any to subscribe to all of those feeds that you can. Even More News? That sounds like a news. great place to get even more news. You know what? If you haven't got enough. Yeah. Well, mm. it's the first and only news podcast. So if news is your thing, then that's yeah. what we bring. Yeah, literally Ooh, no good. other options. And also, <laughs> also, Robert and I have another show with the trailer dropping on tomorrow. The 18th. Yeah. Robert, you want to talk about the women's war? It's called, yeah, it's about what I found when I went to Syria, a place in northeast Syria called Rojava, um, which is a, a place where the government collapsed and people found themselves having to deal with the situation and huh. build a system that could take care of them and protect them. How about and that? And they were very successful. Um, and even though they are facing an invasion by the second largest army in NATO, they're still hanging in there, um, not without difficulty. Uh, Unsubscribe. Not interested. The things Not that they did to survive and the things <laughs> that I found there, I think people might find useful specifically right now. So uh, Whatever you say. <laughs> All right. 
Also, Daniel right. edits that show as well. Just want to give Daniel a shout out. Hi, Daniel. Daniel a whole bunch of family love here. And All as right. you know, anything Daniel edits has the same powerful erotic energy. So I do mm-hmm. want to emphasize <laughs> oh, that. Oh, great. Now we're all horny again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are. That's Thanks, we never Daniel. I mean, come on. This. Thanks for your uh, fuck energy. <laughs> Check us out online <laughs> at Worst Year Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Do those things. We are here for you. We're not going anywhere. Um, and I hope you're all doing okay. Yeah. And again, reach out to us about what mm-hmm. you're doing if you're if Please. you're forming an organization in your neighborhood, if you're participating in mutual yep. aid. We want to be able to share those stories, and we're yep. looking at a way to make that a regular part of the show where we talk Absolutely. about how people are getting through this and provide guides. So please hit us up. We're yeah, on the we will twits. absolutely amplify that. This this podcast was supposed to be all about the election, but it's becoming about mm-hmm. a lot more than that. So we're, we're it, here for this journey yeah. with you guys. Who knows if you do something that we find interesting enough or important mm-hmm. enough, your voice might soon get the same unbelievably erotic treatment that Daniel gives all of our voices. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for uh, listening will... to the horniest podcast out there. We will see you guys tomorrow. Everything's so dumb. Everything's so dumb and it's gonna get dumber. Great. I tried. Yes. Daniel? Lovely. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.